Welcome in, welcome aboard another edition of a show to be named later. Thanks for sticking with us. We're here on the ESPNSyracuse.com website and of course on your iTunes feed, ESPN Syracuse on iTunes and Google Play. We talk plenty of Syracuse basketball, Syracuse football on Orange Nation noon to two, so I, I don't love doing that here on the podcast. I don't do too much of it. Because we do so much of it. We have so much of it available. However, we're going to get some basketball talk in here. Because we spoke with a former Syracuse manager. His name is Mike Friedman. Uh, he he now is the co-founder and co-CEO of a company called Tall Order. The, the, the very basics are they are a sock company. They sell some really cool socks. But really, they do so much more. And, and it's a really cool company. Uh, so we'll let Mike explain that a little bit down the road here in a show to be named later and uh, and hear all about the good work that he's doing with Tall Order. But I do want to talk some Yankee baseball off the top for at least a couple of minutes here as the Yankees won the wild card game on Wednesday night. That's last night as of this recording. And they will play tomorrow night, Friday night, against the Red Sox in game one of a best of five series. Now, first off, some top-line thoughts on that wild card game, on that game against the Oakland A's. And, and really, it went kind of according to plan. It followed the script. They, they did exactly what you would have hoped they would do if you're Aaron Boone, if you're a Yankee fan. You got four innings out of Luis Severino. You asked him for a little bit more. He didn't have a little bit more. But you got four innings out of Luis Severino. Got out of the game with a shutout. You passed it along to the bullpen. The bullpen did their job for the most part. Zach Britton, a little bit of struggles and a, and a, 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 fl- a long fly ball to Chris Davis. But for the most part, the, the bullpen did their job. Offensively, you came out and Aaron Judge did uh, what Aaron Judge has proven to do over his first two years in the majors. He hit home runs at an opportune time. He hit a home run in the first inning to get you on the board, and you just never looked back. Scoring four in the sixth, adding on another in the eighth, and all of a sudden you've got a 7-2 to win. That game followed the script to a T. That game is exactly what you're hoping for in every game that you play this postseason if you're a Yankee fan. Get four or five innings, maybe not even, out of your starting pitcher. Get shut down work from your bullpen. And get just enough offense to get by. Now seven runs is more than just enough. But the point is that not every night are you going to get seven runs. right? Not every night, or I don't think you can bank on seven runs every night. That's asking a lot. But they followed the script to the T. And every move that Aaron Boone made, it was like he had the Midas touch. Everything he touched turned to gold. When he took Severino out, when he put Dylan Batances in, gets out of it without allowing a run, leave Batances in for a second inning, gets through it clean, Take out Miguel Andujar, put in a Danny Echeverria. Echeverria makes a double-saving play, one of the most incredible plays of this young postseason, this this young tiebreaker-slash-wild-card uh, couple of days. Luke Voigt comes out, Neil Walker goes in, defensive replacement in the ninth, he makes the final out. Everything that Boone did was right. Everything that he could have done went exactly according to plan and exactly how you would have hoped for. Now, not every game is going to go that way, but it did last night. And now moving forward, you get the Boston Red Sox. And I am so excited for this Yankees-Red Sox series. 
I've talked so much about how this is a new era, a new dawn in the Yankee Red Sox series. I, I think that this is the time. I think that this is the chance for these two teams to re re-spark that fire, restoke that fire a little bit. You've got a couple of, of hot spots, as I've called them. Most notably, late 70s and early 2000s. Those are the two most notable hot spots. And this is the first time since those early 2000s that these two teams are going to meet in the playoffs. And I think that's a big step in getting back to some of that rivalry that baseball fans and, let's face it, baseball executives really love. Having them play in the playoffs is a really big step forward in that regard. They've got to meet in these kinds of games. And the last time they played in a postseason series was 2004 when the Yankees blew a 3-0 lead. The last time they played in a postseason series before that, 2003, Aaron Boone hits the home run, and a couple of days prior to that, Don Zimmer is being thrown to the ground by Pedro Martinez. Iconic moments in this rivalry, in this series, happen in the playoffs. Bucky Dent in 1978 in a one-game playoff. Iconic moments happen in the postseason. Great stuff could happen in the regular season, but the iconic stuff, the stuff that is burned in our minds forever, happens in the playoffs. And there's no doubt about that. So this rivalry in particular needed to get back to the postseason, needed to get back to October to really stoke those flames. Because I think that this this series is primed for a revival And I'm not just saying that out of nostalgia the same way that Murphy Brown and Roseanne are coming back. That's not what I mean. I mean it's primed for a revival. It's got the pieces there for the revival. It's got young guys and studs and star players all over the field. Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts. Giancarlo Stanton, J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, Miguel Andujar, Luis Severino, Chris Sale. Go up and down the list. Andrew Benintendi and Gary Sanchez and Glaber Torres and, and Dustin Pedroia still there, although not playing in this postseason. Star players, big names, young guys, likable guys. It's got the ingredients for another hot spot. It's got the ingredients for another flare-up in this rivalry. And I think that we will start seeing that tomorrow night. Now, as far as on the field goes, I think these two teams match up nicely. I think these two teams match up nicely. They split the season series 10-9 with 10 of them going to Boston. But to me, these two teams are fairly even, and I think that shows that. The biggest question to me and the biggest question mark in this series will be Chris Sale. Is Chris Sale the AL Cy Young Award winner, Chris Sale? Or is Chris Sale the pitcher that we saw in September? The pitcher who had to go on the DL, who had uh, lessened velocity as he came back, who wasn't quite the same pitcher he was before after the injury. Because if Chris Sale is that pitcher, if Chris Sale is the latter, I think the Red Sox are in a lot of trouble. I really do. Because if Chris Sale is going to come out throwing low 90s, high 80s, low 90s, like he did in his last start, the Yankees are going to pounce on that. 
The Yankees are going to smoke that. Now, if Chris Sale comes out at 95, 96, and he's looking like the Cy Young Award winner, well, then the Red Sox are in a great position. I really do like the matchup of the Yankees' righty bats against the Red Sox' lefty arms. The Yankees' power is almost exclusively concentrated on the right side of the plate. Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, Miguel Andujar, Glaber Torres, Aaron Hicks as a switch hitter, Luke Voigt. Almost every one of their big bats is a righty. And I think that's really helpful when you've got Chris Sale, David Price, and potentially Eduardo Rodriguez in a four-man rotation. So I like the Yankees' matchup. I think the Yankees have the better bullpen than the Red Sox do. I think the Red Sox have the slightly better starting pitching than the Yankees do. But I think the edge in starting pitching is smaller than the edge the Yankees have in the bullpen. And I think the the lineups are a wash. I mean, these lineups are both so fantastic. I think this series goes the distance. I think this series goes the distance. I think the Yankees end up winning. And part of that, and part of that idea is I, I just don't have faith in Chris Sale. I don't have faith that he's healthy. I have no reason to think he is. Because the last time we saw him, he was throwing in the high high 80s, low 90s. And I think that if Chris Sale is not himself, the Yankees will get a win tomorrow night. And if Chris Sale is not himself and the Yankees get a win tomorrow night, then they've just got to hold serve at home, at home. And maybe they do that and they win the series in four. Or maybe they don't and they get another shot at Chris Sale. So I, I think that things are setting up here uh, if Chris Sale is really hurt for the Yankees to win the series. Now, if Chris Sale's not hurt, the Red Sox probably have the edge. But right now, I, we just don't have that evidence. So I'll go with the Yankees uh, winning this series because I just I don't trust in Chris Sale. So that series starts up tomorrow night. Really looking forward to this. I'm, I'm so ready for this rivalry uh, to be back. But that, that'll put a cap on, on the Yankees-Red Sox talk for now here on the podcast. We'll get to Mike Friedman from Tall Order in, in just a moment here. But I wanted to remind you that if you miss any of our shows, you can get caught up with our best of podcasts on the block, on demand with Brent Axe, Orange Nation with Steve Infante and myself, The Daniel Baldwin Show, and In the Booth with Matt Park. They're all on ESPNSyracuse.com, or you can subscribe on iTunes and Google Play and get you get them delivered straight to your phone each and every day. Just search ESPN Syracuse Play. Hey, let's face it. You know that already. (laughs) You're listening to a podcast right now. You know how to get it. You know where to find it. Uh, But that's where you can find it. If you like what you're listening to and you want it delivered to your phone every single day, just go to iTunes and Google Play and sign up there. Uh, Now, Mike Friedman from Tall Order uh, telling us some stories about Syracuse basketball when he was a manager. Tall Order, what they do, why they do it. Um, and just uh, just telling us more about what is a, a really cool and, and really great company. All right, now we're joined here on the podcast by Mike Friedman. He is a Syracuse grad. He is a Syracuse, uh, a former Syracuse basketball manager. We'll talk about that a little bit. But now he is the uh, founder and, and one of the operators of Tall Order uh, a really cool uh, 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 company here that's doing some really good work, and, and we'll get 
mo- way more information than I can give you uh, from Mike himself. Mike, how are you? Thanks for uh, thanks for making some time for us. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I, I figure we'll start uh, SU basketball. And in reading up and getting ready, I see that you're 6'11", and you were a manager at SU. Uh, did, what what was that like? What what was the reaction when the manager is is as big and bigger than uh, some of the players? How, how's that go over? Uh, it was it was interesting. Uh, when I first became a manager for the team, I didn't know what to expect. I I, I thought I was going to be the way every other manager was, just help rebound, give the players water, give the players any drink they need, towels any of the normal stuff that you would see managers do. But then I noticed right away that they wanted me to be in part of the drills. So, for example, uh, right away I would be doing rebounding drills with the big guys using the pads and trying to be as physical as I possibly could to make the players as tough as possible. And it just became the kind of theme that I would be doing for the four years I was there. And, they probably thought I was the tallest manager ever to be, to be at Syracuse, which was which was very surprising to some people. But uh, as someone who's been tall it, uh, my entire life, I'm used to it. So nothing really surprised me, but just the fact that I was able to be there and try to help the, the big guys out as much as possible uh, was a real honor. So uh, give, give us an idea. Who are some of the guys you're banging with as you're doing these rebounding drills? Oh, uh, Rick Jackson, Arende Anawaku, uh, Rocking Christmas, Chris Joseph, Wes Johnson. Uh, those, those guys, uh, they, were, they were not easy to go against every day. Uh, they were tough, physical, athletic, very skilled, and just overall great people just to be around. And you learn a lot from who they are as people not just by their work ethic and not by their willingness to be the best and to help the team out, but just who they are as people. And I was, it was the best four years that I could possibly imagine because of that opportunity that I was given to be a part of the basketball team. So last one on, on being a manager, what's a story that you can share with us uh, about being around the team in that time uh, as, as a manager? Well, one of my favorite stories was, my sophomore year. So at the beginning, so during that year, um, the, our former assistant coach, Coach Murph, he, uh, he used to challenge some of the managers to one-on-one basketball games. And he used to pretty much beat them down. Uh, it was, whether it was, it was up to 11, it would be one-on-one games and they, he would win pretty much 11-1, 11-2, 11, 11-1. It was, it was pretty much a mismatch every time. One day I figured, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this. I'm going to challenge him one-on-one. So I, so I challenged him before practice. It was actually the day after we beat Villanova when we had broken the record for the biggest attendance at a home game. And I didn't expect to beat him. I didn't, you know, if I just wanted to make it competitive. And I just, I just kept hitting three after three after three and all of a sudden, I'm literally within a point of beating him. And I have the entire team and the coaches are watching. They're all cheering me on. And I'm thinking to myself, what the heck am I getting, what the heck am I getting myself into? So I eventually, I lost by a point because I couldn't make one more shot. But just that moment of having everyone watching 
just a one-on-one game, a simple one-on-one basketball game. But just the magnitude of that was just pretty special. It really got everyone pumped up and everyone going that day of practice, knowing that we were getting towards the end of the season, towards the most critical point of when the conference tournament, obviously the NCAA tournament. So that was one of the neatest experiences I've had. We'll circle back around to some Syracuse basketball talk uh, in a little bit, but I do want to get to Tall Order, uh, the company that you are co-founder and co-CEO of, Mike. Um, and, and I would imagine that being 6'11", finding uh, clothes is not the easiest deal. It, 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 am I getting the right read here? That That's kind of where this came from? Well, yes, that's part of where the whole idea came from. When I was growing up, I was always getting socks from the big and tall stores. And what I would find is that the styles were just, they didn't fit my personality. I would find a plain argyle, maybe a stripe here and there, but they just weren't for me. And the other thing was is that these socks that I was wearing, they would slip. For example, when I would go out in the winter and I would have my boots on uh, to get through the snow, the socks would slip right off my feet, and all of a sudden there would be snow right in my boots and I was freezing. So we wanted to create something that could fit that need into the market where we could provide these fun, fashionable socks uh, that, that have stability that have the that have great fabric to support support whether it's ha- having a slim wide narrow calf whether it's having a big foot a little foot a wide foot any of those things that we could do to provide that comfort that's what we that was the, that was our goal in creating these socks from a from a quality perspective you know and and Mike I'm I'm seeing in in getting ready to to speak with you today. Uh, unfortunately, your family, one of the the many in the New York area that was affected uh, by 9-11, and, and you, you use this to, to kind of give back in a way and, and try and help out, uh, you know, with some of the families that were affected by that. Yes. Uh, basically, to summarize what why we created this company, growing up, my brother and I, my brother Dan, uh, we were known as the Twin Towers. We actually got that nickname when we were nine years old by Magic Johnson. He had signed an autograph for us saying, to the Twin Towers, best of luck, Magic Johnson. And unfortunately, that name took a very tragic turn when our dad, Andrew Friedman, was killed in the World Trade Center on September 11th. He was in the, he was in the 92nd floor in the North Tower. And as devastating as that was, we had always gotten support through different through our friends, through our families, but more importantly, through a specific organization known as Tuesday's Children. Tuesday's Children was formed after September 11th to help the families unite, recover, thrive, and heal. They would provide counseling, support programs. They would try to bring all the families together so that they all felt a sense of strength, of unity, of togetherness, that we're here, we're not alone, and we're here to help you get through whatever circumstance is thrown your way. And in that, in that spirit, we wanted to do something to give back to them. So that's where the whole, whole idea of tall order came about. It's about doing the right thing, paying it forward, giving back, which are the, which are part of the standards that our dad set for us. And we try to live by those each and every day with our company. That is a, that's a really awesome way to, to honor him and, and, and honor his memory. I'm sure, I'm sure he would have been proud. Oh, absolutely. He's smiling up there right now. 
just knowing what we're doing and the mission behind us is exactly what he would want. And um, I just every day just try to make him as proud as possible. So I, I do have to ask if if you're six eleven and your brother is also you know a, a quote unquote twin tower. Uh, how how tall is he? Well, what are we talking here? He's six nine. Okay, so so what's that like? <laughs> what were those basketball games like growing up? What was that like around the house? Oh, uh, those were competitive. We used to go at each other every day. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, just just but being able to spend the time with him and being able to spend time with our dad. He loved the game of basketball. He really he he would play all the time with his friends growing up, which who are part of our collections in with our socks. But just that idea, just to be able to enjoy that time, whether it was in the driveway, whether it was in the gym, whether it was in the park, uh, that the game of basketball has always been with our family. And just being around it was very special, even though I had to beat my brother a couple times here and there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. On that, the court. Yes. On the, the court. Of course, of course. <laughs> always on the court. No, never beating exactly. somebody outside of that, of course. Uh, exactly. Mike, let's circle back around to, to some SU basketball before we wrap up. I'm sure as a former manager, uh, you are still a very invested fan. Uh, and I know that being up here in Syracuse, there are a lot of people who are excited about this year's team. Uh, how, how much are you following the Orange, and, and how excited are you for, for this upcoming season? Well, I'm very excited. Uh, the fact that we got a lot of players back, pretty much the entire team coming back, uh, with Tyus and Frank and O'Shea, uh, it's, it could be another big year. And the fact that last year ended very well, even though it was tough losing to Duke in the Sweet 16, just the fact that we got into the tournament and won three games was really good. And also beating Michigan State was 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 pretty cool, knowing they had a team that a lot of people thought could win the national championship. And they are they got a lot they got a lot of experience coming back, Frank being a senior and Tyus being a junior. So the pieces are there to make another run. It's just a matter of everyone coming together. Everyone knows how tough the conference is. We, you know, Duke is loaded. North Carolina will be good. Virginia will be good. And you got every team in the conference is is, is very tough. And it's a very it's it's always been a competitive league ever since we joined the ACC, and even this year just as much. So obviously there are a lot of challenges ahead, but I have a lot of confidence that. We're going to have a very good year and hopefully make a, a nice run in the tournament and hope potentially win a national championship. We've been talking with Mike Friedman, a former Syracuse basketball manager, now the co-founder and co-CEO of Tall Order. Uh, Mike, as we wrap things up, uh, where can we find the product? How can we get uh, some Tall Order socks and, and uh, help out uh, not only the company but the, the great causes that you support? So for, for anyone listening, uh, you can check out our website at tallorder.com. And for everyone, for all you Q's fans out there, uh, we have a code running with the code Q's20. You, you enter that code, you get 20% off. And we have a specific sock known as the Gary in orange and blue, which represents the beautiful colors of SU. And oh, there you go. If you go, on, if you go on the website, tallorder.com, you can read about the mission that we are we strive for, the values that we that the socks have, the features of the socks, and more. And also the logo 
wh- uh, why the, the logo of our sock are embroidered on each and on the ankles of each sock and the meaning behind it. So for anyone out there, again, that's tallorder.com. And we hope you uh, check it out. It's a, it's a great story about tragedy, about triumph over tragedy and the, the idea of family, the idea of giving back, and the idea of paying it forward and doing the right thing. Those are the values that my dad would had installed in us, and I'm, I know how much he's smiling and how much he's proud of us. Mike, I, I couldn't have said it uh, any better myself there. A, a great uh, a great company that, that's doing a lot of, of really good stuff. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, really appreciate the time. Thank you.